Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Hey guys, and welcome to episode number four of Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast. As ever, this week we'll be going through what has been quite a rocky week. Get what I did there? Rocky week for the Phillies just gone. And looking to head to what will hopefully be a better week with some easier oppositions coming up. Uh, But as ever, I am joined by Ryan from www.roadstricks.com. Ryan, how are you? I'm well. If the, if the listeners couldn't hear my laughter there, um, I apologise. I, I do find you funny, Dave, but um, not that funny. Oh, evidently. come on. That was top shelf. That was <laughs> straight off my head. You know, I, I didn't even have that lined up. That was that was as good as it gets for me. That was, okay. I was, wow. How was your Easter, mate? <laughs> no, uh, it's been all right. It's been a difficult sporting week um, we're, all we're around. I'm <laughs> going through it, mate, with our, with our football <laughs> soccer teams. Both putting us through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and then of course, as we're going to get into, the Phillies have had a bit of a difficult week as well. So it's, yeah, it's not been great. But I've eaten a lot of chocolate, and that's the sort of bonus side of this. So brilliant, brilliant, and the weather's <laughs> been fantastic over Easter here as well. I think I had a barbecue every day over the bank holiday. Uh, weather's just been glorious. So um, yeah, at least the sport's not gone well, but the weather's been great and. As a yeah. Brit, that's, then we'll take that. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Right, so let's go into last week, shall we? Uh, and start with the Rockies. Now, last week we spoke, right? We were so optimistic, weren't we, going to the Rockies? Cause Field, uh, we even got, I even got a little bit giddy. I said, look, Hoskins and Harper, uh, Harper Hoskins are going to go back to back. We're going to fire some home runs out of that ballpark. And uh, yeah, didn't really go to plan, did it? No, it didn't. Um, I think that we sort of spoke to the lad from Rockies UK and we sort of touched on the fact that the Rockies are almost certainly better than their record before the week started, um, sort of suggested. But I don't think we expected that. And it turned into a very difficult series. And in the end, I was actually kind of happy to get out of there with one win. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, yeah. The, the first game, Eflin versus Freeman. Uh, Eflin, just the two runs allowed. It actually wasn't a bad effort from Eflin. It wasn't disastrous. It was more let down by Sadly Arano and Alvarez. Uh, Kyle Freeland, though, had a a much better outing for the Rockies, and we just couldn't get anything off him, could we? No, and that's been the big disappointment. The sort of theme of the week, really, is that the offense has struggled, and that that's sort of the warning sign because. We were kind of hopeful that even though some of the pitching had question marks, we were confident in this offense. And, you know, we're going to have an honest discussion today, I think, Dave. We we, we try to be positive. We're, we're nice guys, we think. Um, we, we, um, and, you know, we, we enjoy watching the Phillies and we enjoy watching baseball. But at the same time, we're going to have to be quite honest today, aren't we, and have a look at this. I think I think we are. The, the way it's gone, the first four podcasts, the way it's gone so far, we've had a good week, bad week, good week. Bad week, and this has been the worst yet. Game two, one of the shining lights of this last week has been Vince Velasquez. Uh, that game two, 5.2 innings, but eight strikeouts, two earned runs against him, but 
you know, that was the marathon game that we should have won. Like another game that's got away from our grasp going into the, the 12th inning, 4-2 uh, up. Uh, and then that horrible error leads to a, a Blackman walk-off. And uh, get how many of these are we going to go through? We had 19 left on base in that game. One for 16 runners in scoring position we left. It, it's just, that was a horrible, horrible watch. Yeah, that's right. And we said, you know, the Phillies are good at getting men on base, we think, at the very least. And so it is actually still positive for us to think about it in the sense that they're getting those runners on base in that game. That The difficulty in that game, obviously, we didn't get the, the hits, the sort of clutch hits, if you want to talk about them at the right time. So, But there are positives from that. It's good that you've got the base runners. It's just a case of putting it all together and uh, coming up with those big moments. Yeah, it was a real shame. And it, these big moments seem to be coming off Alvarez and Nicoseo quite a lot. And they seem to be the two guys who I've, I'm starting to see, to me, seems the two weak links in the bullpen. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, possibly. I mean, Nicasio was a starter for Pittsburgh, um, and they sort of turned him into this reliever, who, and he's always been capable of getting a strikeout. So I'm not going to sort of say that he can't pan out yet, because he's still early in his Phillies career. Um, mm. Alvarez, I, I, I think I am a little bit concerned about... Um, we, we, we will see how that one pans out. Yeah, he, he looks shaky. He does. He does. Uh, the, something the police have done so far this season, they have bounced back from these disappointing defeats, uh, as we saw with the Mets series last night, and as we saw in Game 3. Game 2, the one that got away, Game 3, the Phillies came right back out at it. And another big encouraging thing was despite Noah's poor start in that game, his final few innings in that game were actually really encouraging. We started to see flashbacks of 2018 Aaron Nola. Uh, ended his, his end line with 5.2 innings, nine hits, three earned runs, but nine strikeouts and brought his ERA down to just the 6.84. But it's coming down and he did look far, far better in the tail end of, of his innings, which is massively encouraging to me as he goes tonight against the, uh, the Marlins. Yeah, so we've got to be honest, the, at least we're a little bit concerned about Aaron Nola because he is the supposed ace of the staff. He's the guy that we should be able to go to, you know, 80% of the time we should be expecting a quality start or something close to a quality start at the very least. We, we, we're looking for that. Um, the positive aspect of him is, as you've just said, he is still getting his strikeouts. He's over 10 strikeouts per nine innings right now, which is good. Mm. Um, the negative aspect is he's built off elite control, Aaron Nola. He, that his is, is his calling card. It's the ability to, to challenge hitters with some very good stuff in the zone and put the put ball where he wants to put the ball. Um, he's been struggling with that, and uh, that is concerning. We can't, we can't deny as Philly fans, we can't just sort of sit here and say, oh, no, no problem whatsoever. No, there's nothing to see here. There has been a little bit of something to see here. Um, we'll see how he does against Miami tonight, as you say. Yeah, and if he has made a step forward from that game, and we saw signs of it, if he carries on that against Miami, we will hopefully see a good outing from Aaron tonight. Uh, also in that game, Neris picked up another save, two strikeouts uh, in 1.2 innings. Neris is starting to look like a closer. Dare I say it? <laughs> Dare I say it? And I can't believe it's coming out my mouth, but 
I am. I am. Get, I'm really impressive, Neris. These last couple of weeks. He, he was my pick, Dave. Give me some he credit. Was, I knew this was, was coming. I knew you wouldn't forget. Um, so I actually picked him up in the great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, which is a journalist fantasy league that you can sort of follow along with Justin Mason and go onto my Twitter account. And he was a bit speculative. I picked him up because I, I sort of seen a little bit of a pattern from Gabe that actually wasn't quite sure about Dominguez and Robertson had his health issues. And I've just something in the back of my mind said, actually, no, that split is looking pretty good so far this season. And when that works, Neris is dominant and he gets his strikeouts. And we, we know the history. We're all nervous when he's up, but... It's a little bit unfair because he's been thrust into positions that perhaps he wasn't quite ready for. Uh, and But he could be ready now. I hope he's ready now because he's now on my team. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you, you've done it now. That's just jinx. I need him for fantasy and for real life. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, one of the biggest things that's impressed me with Hector Neris is his, his command under pressure. Because he's been in some high-pressure moments this season saving games. He's come through it. And last year, that is really, really when he was stumbling. So that is a really encouraging sign. And I like Hector Naris. I don't know about you, but he's always smiling. Every time you see him, he's always smiling. He's always upbeat. He, he's always in, right in the mix with the team in the dugout. And when he's in the bullpen, he's, you see he's making jokes. And he's a very emotional player as well. Like when things aren't going well, you can see it in his face. And I like that about pitch. I like the, I like the raw emotion of what they're more relatable you got Aaron Nola, who is like a machine. He shows nothing when he's when he's on form, when he's not on form, when he's struggling. But Neris, you see, you see everything, and I really like that relatability to a pitcher. Um, yeah. And I'm really glad it's it's working out for Hector Neris at the moment. At the moment, small sample sizes, I know, but the early sample sure. sizes are encouraging for Hector. That's right. Um... We've actually, I don't always buy into these things as you do. Um, as you know, I'm a sort of a little bit colder than Dave, guys. I hope <laughs> listeners know that. I sort of just go for statistics. But we've actually seen this week, um, to give some kudos to these sort of theories, that actually personalities obviously do play a big part in baseball, and they do on any sports team. And I'm sure we'll get into what's happened uh, sort of with what Arietta has said after games and um, what happened with Bryce. We'll talk about this, but... Obviously, personalities and characters and what people say and do does make a difference because these are humans at the end of the day. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Also in that game, Kutch uh, hit another home run and Bryce Harper hit another home run. But Harper in general, now I've not seen too many live games this week. It's been tough watching them live. They've all been on late bar the Sunday games. So it's tough to, but every time I've seen him, he... He seems to be getting struck out more than usual. Now, I know he's a, he's a high K rate, but he just seems to me, and I can't say too much because I haven't seen live games, but seems like he's over-trying and starting to get a little bit frustrated with himself and, and other things are starting to bother him now as well. And it just seems to be affecting his game. But uh, Harper, Bryce Harper. Okay. Yeah, um, I, with Bryce, it's kind of like I'm really not worried. <laughs> I oh, have no, to be I'm honest. I'm not worried. But I mean, just at this moment, I'm talking this, this sample size we have at the yeah. moment. But I, yeah, I just a little bit of Harper frustration. Again. I haven't seen Harper at the Nationals, so I don't really know if this is a normal thing for Bryce Harper. Um, does he go a bit hot and cold like this? I'm not worried, like you said, but yeah. at, from this week, from what we've seen from so far and what I've seen of him, just looks like his swing is slightly out, his timing slightly out, uh, and he, he just seems to be getting a little bit frustrated, um, which 
I think had something to do with the escalation of what happened in game one with the Mets, which we'll cover. But yeah, but he got his home run in game three against the Rockies. And then, uh, and then game four was a, a 4-1 defeat. And I can't help but feel we left Eikhoff in one inning too long because Eikhoff was looking really, really good until that seventh inning when it all went sadly wrong and the game sort of slipped away from us. But what did you make of that first outing for Jared Eikhoff? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I sort of expressed caution for people going into the sort of Eikhoff era. Of you did, you did. So and, I was, and I, was, I was one of those who was quite hyped up to see him. Yeah, it's great. It's nice to see him, and it's nice that we have these guys ready to go and sort of fill in when needed. Um, I've never sort of sat here expecting him to come out and be dominant, so I I actually think he fared fine. I, I, he looked okay to me, considering the, the time off that he's had and the injury problems that he's had. And So, to me, we, we sort of roll with that and allow Nick to get himself right in AAA. I know that um, Delos Santos has come up perhaps for a long relief role just uh, recently as well. So, there's pitching depth, um, but I think Eikhoff will be in there for the foreseeable future. Mm, I'll, I'll come to Santos shortly as we round up the week in general. Um, that Rocky series, just the three home runs, I said so much hope of uh, seeing some of our hitters hit the ball out that part. Just the three home runs in that series, 14 runs in total, 19 against, uh, eight of those was in game three. Three errors, the errors uh, are starting to creep in again this, this last week. But I think being in the midst of a 17-game stretch uh, and a tough road trip we've had as well, with fatigue and injuries kicking in, I suppose it can sort of be expected, can't it? Yeah, and let, let's just talk about the hitting for a minute because the hitting, as you say, only three homers in the series. We have been hurt by the guys that we've lost. Um, Gene Segura is a big miss. And, and I think now when you, when you sort of look at the, the lineup as it is right now with Herrera and Segura out of it and, and Kingery as Kingery well, as to, well a, yeah. to, to an extent. I mean, Kingery was sort of just making his way into a sort of semi-everyday role mm. um, but certainly Segura and Herrera, we're starting to see now that the sort of top four or five positions in the lineup look very good, above average. And then perhaps we're seeing a little bit of a tail off towards the back end of the lineup. Now, I'm not entirely sure. Last week I said I didn't really know much about Phil Gosling, so I did go away and have a, a, a look at Phil Gosling's career. Yeah, it won't be striking fear into any opposing pitchers, shall we say. No, and no. It's certainly... And, and then we have to be concerned a little bit about some of the sort of outfielders on the periphery of this, the ones that are coming in and mm. filling in for Herrera. This is what I was going to bring up. These injuries are starting to show... And one of my early season worries is that we, we don't seem to have the depth, do we? We... Segura, Herrera, Kingery all out. And we haven't really got the replacement to, not only just to a good standard, but anywhere near their standards, but a really good standard, have we? And we're sort of, we're seeing that with the lack of runs and the lack of players on, on getting on base. Quinn really hasn't got it going yet, has he? You know, I, I, do you think they brought him back a bit too early? Because if, if it wasn't for the injuries, he wouldn't be in that team yet, I don't think. He wouldn't be ready just yet. Potentially too early, but also we have to question exactly what is Roman Quinn. Now, this guy has elite speed. There's no doubt about that. He's quick and he's good defensively. 
He's never hit more than seven home runs in any season. That is, includes the minor leagues. That, mm. And that's fine. He's also not got a great walk-to-K ratio, which does posit questions for his approach. It's actually better than Altair's, and it's better than Nick Williams in terms of his plate approach. So it's not terrible. He doesn't strike out a silly amount of times. He does take a few walks. But when you don't have power in this era... And we're starting to see across baseball now. Power is important. You've got to at least have the ability to to suggest to the pitcher that actually I'm going to take you yard right now because this ball's flying out of everywhere. And I'm not a huge power guy, but I can hit Tennessee's. Mm. I'm not really sure where these sort of five home run outfielders fit in on teams anymore. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And he did, however, have that fantastic bunt RBI last night, which was something very different. Um, bunted it beautifully and then managed to get on base and get a run in as well. Um, he does have that speed, but then Kappa doesn't really play the stealing bases game, does he? So he's, his speed's not really utilita- um, uh, utilised. 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 It was in my head and I couldn't get it out. Yeah, his speed's not really truly utilised in that way. Um, but it's it's just a worry for me that the depth we don't really have it with with these injuries at the moment. He's at the um, bottom of the lineup as well, Dave. I mean, you can have all the speed in the world, but if you if you're struggling to make great contact and you're at the bottom of the lineup, how often are you expecting to sort of be the leadoff hitter in an inning, get on, and you know you want to steal a base? And as you've rightly said, Kapler doesn't really like doing that anyway. He wants his guys to get on base, and you know if Quinn gets on from the nine hole then, well, we've got Andrew McCutcheon up next. So why would I risk letting Quinn run to second base and get caught when I can leave him on first and we're going to hit a home run with Kutch? That's yeah. the idea, you know. Yeah. I'm not really sure which outfield is going to emerge. And to be fair, I'm not entirely confident that Adubal Herrera is fantastic either, by the way. I have to be honest, we're going to be critical this week. I'm not being negative, but we have to be critical. If there's an area of weakness, it might be that third outfielder position. Aaron Altair looks like a guy that could be heading to the minors for good pretty soon. Yeah, what a, what a decline for Aaron. He, and he, he looked, he, when I saw him, he looks just lost, doesn't he? He just doesn't have it anymore. Not that he ever did have it in a big way, but over a thousand plate appearances in the majors now, Dave. A two twenty three batting average. And you know that I don't judge everything by batting average. Mm-hmm. He does have some mm-hmm. power, but a one to three he, he strikes out three times for every warp that he takes. It's not going to get it done at this level. And that's why his batting average is so low. He's not making good enough contact. I'm slightly worried that we don't really have anyone ready to jump up from the minors either, do we in the outfield? If we're looking at outfield minors, guys, I did have a little look at that myself because I was thinking the same thing. Obviously, Dylan Cousins does still exist. He's still a person. Now, he does have have power. He has 40 home run power. So that's interesting. Um, There's another guy, actually, a double A called Austin Listy, who's a little older for a prospect. He's 25 already, but he has a pretty decent plate approach. And at that age, he's... I mean, you could argue that he's playing against competition that's too young for him. So maybe that's why he's doing as well as he is. But he looks like an interesting guy. I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump up and get an opportunity if, if do, needs must. Do we know how Cousins, getting on, Cousins is getting on so far this, this season? 
Um, off the top of my head, I do not, but I'm sure right. it's sort of lots of swing and miss and homers. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking because the Phillies have already shown that they are not messing about, and if players aren't performing, they are going down. And I, I, I feel it'll be a matter of time. Now, Sean Rodriguez is up, Santos is up months earlier than what we predicted at the start of the season. And I don't think it'll be too long before we see Cousins in for, for Alta, especially with the ruthlessness of the Phillies' front office at the moment. Um, that's definitely one to watch out for. Um, sure. Cousins has hit six home runs already this season. Get him in! Get him 70. in. I mean, he's not hitting for average. He never does. I mean, no, I don't think Kay will be bothered. But some, um, some power in there. It, it, it'll give more than what Altair get, brings. For sure. You just mentioned Rodriguez there. Um, to be fair to Sean Rodriguez who's never going to be an elite sort of hitting guy um, and has always bounced around because of his ability to play anywhere on the field, basically. He's a, he's a utility man. You put him in the outfield, play him in the middle infield, whatever. He does have some pop, though, to be fair to Sean Rodriguez. He, he did hit 18 home runs in about 340 plate appearances in Pittsburgh in 2016. That's about half a season. So that yeah. suggests that he does, he does have maybe... Well, that stretch, 26, 28 home run power over a full course of a full season. So he he probably is more interesting offensively than Phil Gosling. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Shall we get into the Mets? Oh, do, yeah, if, if you want to. Right, game one, the drama. Ariata, uh, his final line was six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, seven strikeouts. His ERA is now 2.65, which is actually a pretty good start to the year. Um, Hoskins homered, Harper rejected, and uh, it all got a bit wild, didn't it? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I could not be- I couldn't believe how vociferous Bryce was with that. I mean, it, it was a bad call, I think, wasn't it? But but as I said earlier, do you think that the frustration? I just, I just see him getting a little bit frustrated at every at bat and every K that he, every strikeout he's had leading up to this. Do you think that starting that boiled over just then as well? That was getting to him as well as the dreadful umpiring as we saw in that game. I think something was getting to him. I mean, really, in sports, the idea is to stay calm and accept the the umpire is not going to change his mind. I think that's sort of what Jay Carrier was. I mean, to be fair, was getting at, and we're with professional you're now being paid in my opinion some of the biggest money in the sport and i know he was frustrated it's human error or human frustration but to me i would rather i sort of i don't know whether jake should have said this publicly by the way maybe it's for journalists and me and you on a podcast to say this but the sentiment of what jake said probably was fair it was it was a bit strange i i'm with this now some of the comments I think he, he, he had a right to say in the media and some of the comments should have been kept in that locker room to the players. I, I don't like players coming out and putting the dirty laundry on the, on the line in front of the international media. I, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. And, you know, he didn't even get a response from the next game. You know, we got thumped 9-0. But he said about Harper, I think he was right and had a little bit of a right to say that. We don't need Harper suspended. It's the last thing we want with all the injuries we have. Harper got ejected at a crucial time in that game as well. Uh, I understand the passion. I love the passion. Uh, and Kapler came out roaring. And God, you, you wouldn't want to get in his way uh, seeing him seeing him on that on that game one. But Ariata also said, I don't think our guys are ready to play. Ooh. 
uh, we know that we can see this. Uh, he said we were flat. The dugout was flat. The defense wasn't good. We didn't throw the ball well as a staff overall. We got beat. He was then asked, is that troubling? It's troubling, yeah. He said, I'm out there doing everything I can to win a game. I need my guys behind me. And they weren't. Yeah. It's a so bit much. I, I tweeted that saying it was worrying. And I meant worrying in the fact that you, you don't, you, you don't, yeah, you don't say those sort of things. That should be locker room stuff. You, let them have it in the locker room and then get it out of your system. But to then say that to the media and then, like I said, our sort of dirty laundry has now been put out there. And not that he's saying this very early in the season, and it, it's got me wondering: is there something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that is that he's come out, which is why he's come out and said these things already? It, it's it's something not quite right with Arietta. And, and, you know, because I got asked yesterday from Pete when I come when I went on the Marlins podcast, does Arietta have to stand in the dressing room to come out and make those comments yet? And I'm going to throw that question to you, Ryan. Do you think he, I know he's won a World Series with the Cubs, but his Phillies career hasn't been spectacular. It has, it's been pretty average so far. I know he struggled with injuries last season, but does he have the right and standing to come out to the media and say those comments? Um, I'm not sure anyone really does, if I'm honest. I, I agree with you that, you know, even, even if that had been an absolute Phillies legend, it would have been, you know, Chase Utley had come out and said that about his team early in the season. I think there would have been eyebrows raised, if I'm quite honest. So does Jake Herriera have the standing to do it now on this Phillies ball club? Probably not. He's He is one of the veterans um, in terms of his baseball career, like you've said. But I'm not... I didn't like it personally. Like I said, I I agree with what he said about yes, Bryce Harper, yes. but that yes. does not mean that I agree that he should have said that publicly. I don't I don't even think he should have said that about Bryce publicly. I, I, so I'll sort of take that a step further from you. And right. it's troubling to me that that Jake. This isn't the first time that he's done. No, this, last, you know? last so, season he said something very similar, and he called out Kingry publicly, which is not good for a young player. Uh, for a young player's confidence like Scott Kingery and someone who's not experienced enough. Pro- Harper can probably take those comments, but Kingery is a little bit possibly more vulnerable at his young age uh, with a lot of pressure on him as well. And, what does he uh, even mean as well? I'm not being funny, Dave. Like, they're not ready to play. Well, they were, they were like 11 and 6. They looked ready to well, me. Well, what is he talking about? But this is, this, is, this, is what, this is back to my point. Is there something, it's an odd comment, and is there something going on like I fear that if we lose a few more games with him on the mound and some errors kick in, I feel he could be a little bit troubling to the dressing room. He can't it, it's, say it's, it's April. You know, you know every time he has right. a bad start, every time he has a bad start, Dave, or there's a few errors behind him, he can't say, well, it's because people are not ready to play. Well, he, he, he can't prove that for a start. And it's like you said, maybe. It is a bit of a locker room personality problem. I don't know. It, it's all conjecture from us because we're not in the locker room. No, of so course. We can, and... we can stand here as sort of, sort of well, we're not journalists even. We're just a couple of guys in, in uh, England. Yeah, well, but, yeah, um, yeah. We, we can't stand here and say for sure what's going on. But at the very least, I think it would be better if someone had a word with this guy and just said, look, we can do that in here. We, you know, stop well, all this. That, that's me. what I mean. This, this should have been... If he has those feelings, let him know in the locker room. And then it's out of system. They can talk about it, move on. But I've heard he's done this at the Cubs a couple of times as well. So maybe it's a trait of his, his frustration. Um, but it's, I don't like it. 
and it, it worries me that if things don't go right again and we hit another horrible patch, that this could escalate and something could be going on behind the scenes. Um, time will tell. Hopefully not, but it's just a little red flag, a little, a little red light has just come on with that. And I think if we start winning games and things get better, then it will be swept under the carpet and all will be forgotten, as it does when you win games. But if we hit some troubling patches like the one we just had, and Ariata starts coming out some more, which, due to his form, he may well do, it's it's worrying. I don't like it. It's not good for the dressing room. It can't be good for the dressing room. It it, it had no effect because we went on to game two and lost 9-0. You know, and we were, again, pretty dreadful. Um, just some of the comments from Twitter. It seems to be really, really split on Twitter, interestingly. Um, very some, some liked it, some didn't. Just some of the comments to go. Uh, Philly's chip. Don't read too much into it. His comments were blunt and on point. Um, Mark Nash said he did exactly the same after a game last year. Never seems to take any responsibility himself. True point. Ariat did give away three runs in that game. He wasn't exactly that, you know. He was contributing towards the loss. Um, Rich F says he's honest, but then again, it does sound like he threw his team under the bus. Basically saying I did my job, but let down my team. Uh, but the team let me down. Well, that's up to the team to say. It makes it a pitchers versus rest of the team thing, and makes it a bad for team chemistry. Yeah, it. I got to agree with that. I don't know about you, but it. Yeah, sort of... I mean, he should concentrate on it. I mean, really, he should concentrate on his own performance. And if he's got a problem with someone's defense or effort, go and speak to the manager or go and speak to the player. I mean, he. This is a guy that. I mean, I like Jay Carrier. He's, he's had a good career. He had three three elite seasons in Chicago where he was one of baseball's best pitchers. Um, but his last season in Chicago, and as you rightly pointed out, last season in Philly, have not been fantastic. Now, you're not telling me that those 350 innings are all the result of the people behind him. You know, that, that it's not, his sort of poor, sort of average performance over the last two seasons has not got nothing to do with Jake Arrieta. So we should quash that for a start. I think he should just get on with his job personally. Yeah, and and he's right. You know, there was three errors in that game. It was a it was flat. It was a poor team effort. But yeah, you 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 don't you don't come out and say these things, you know. And yeah, again, Hoskins so- looked flat when he tried. You know, when he he doesn't look flat when he hits that home run against the Mets and wanted to give it to them and slow trotted around the base. And it's nothing no, flat. No. I just don't understand the flat comment. I can understand him being frustrated about errors, but I'm not quite sure what he means by flat. I know that yeah. it felt flat because we struggled, but any baseball team can struggle. I, I I don't know. It seems odd. But then the, the, the faithful one for says, I think they're great. He's been honest and what that's what we need. Uh, Michelle Higginbottom, Arietta made the comments and Harper agreed with them. So did Hoskins. They know what's going on uh, or not going on. Uh, Stephen Ratchman says, this is what we call jet lag. Uh, we all know this would happen. Um, Joe uh, Romano says he's a snake. Ross Lane, based on tonight, <laughs> looks about right. Uh, it's only April. Things will get worked out and resolved. Long season. Look back on 2004. Red Sox never over until it's over. Um, so yeah, a very, very hit, hit and miss with the fans on on Twitter. Reading from some of the comments, it's interesting to get everyone's yeah. point of view on it all. 
Sure, the uh, three-word review of he's a snake. That's, he's it. A that's, snake. that's the whole comment, is it? He's a snake. He, he is a snake. That was one. That was that was it. It. <laughs> he is a snake. That wasn't me. That was a, that was a comment. No, I know. Um, it's fantastic. I just love the bluntness of that comment. That's like, bang, <laughs> this is my opinion in three words. <laughs> you want it? Here it is. He's a snake. See you later. Uh, game two. Um, again, we saw this rivalry heat up again. It was an ugly game too. Eflin got battered around again. I, I'm not overly concerned yet. He, he's got the Tigers. He will see the Tigers next. Uh, a good chance for him to bounce back. Um, although the Tigers actually had a, a decent-ish or better than expected start to the year. So we'll see. But Eflin sort of now needs to start getting it together. After what was a good start, two opening games, he's now starting to Leak those runs, uh, not looking as convincing as he was. And with Santos now up and could stand in for Eflin if Eflin's not performing, uh, the pressure's now starting to shift. It's gone from Perfetta. And would you say it's now going to Eflin as well? Maybe a little. I mean, he didn't he didn't struggle massively in cause. That that was a concern when he sort of saw he was lined up in cause. He did, he did okay. Um, no, I think, I think you can't give all of these guys a, a leash of four or five games, you know. And Pavetta, there were bigger warning signs that, I mean, he was really game shellacked, you know. Mm. But I, I don't, with Eflin right now, don't see the sort of huge, oh my God, send him down to AAA or put him in. I don't, I don't see it yet. We can't, if we do no, that with everyone, but, we won't have a rotation. But, but I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I, I can't see it. But then the front office have surprised us so far with, with a few of the changes they've made. So it. It's. I've just wondered whether a warning, you know, if he doesn't do well against the Tigers, there could be a little bit of pressure on on young Zach's shoulders. Um, it, it got tasty in the ninth inning. Hot Ramy, is, is it Ramy? Is that how you say you pronounce his name? Or Ramy? I really, I didn't know this guy until until <laughs> I, I knew him after I, this happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was a complete unknown, and now he's a he's a hated man in Philly. But throwing at Reese Hoskin. The bench is lamely cleared, <laughs> sort yeah. of a, a a lame sort of standoff between the two. But it, for the first time in a few days, we'd seen a little bit of fire come back to the Phillies players. They looked, Hoskins looked angry, the bench looked angry, and all of a sudden, this this rivalry just I like I liked it. Like yes, come on, it's the Mets. Let's get this rivalry ignited again. And we had the perfect comeback last night. You know, they looked fired up last night. Vince Velasquez, fan, what, what a, he's, he's going from a good start to a really good start to the season. Five innings, just the three hits. Uh, I think it was six strikeouts. His ERA is now 1.99. Out of all the pitchers who I thought would be having a good start to the year, you know, I thought Nola would kick on. Pavetta was up there. And Vince was sort of, well, we can get something out of Vince. It would be good, but... Vince is really surpassing my expectation at the moment. I don't know about you, Ryan. Yeah, if he stays healthy and if he keep, you know, he's showing that ability now to sort of get into that sixth inning. That's the, the next step. He was always capable of sort of five good innings. I know that he's had his problems, but I think the big concern has always been, can you just give us that one extra, give us six innings? Come on, Vince, you can. Mm. Like, trust your stuff, trust your stuff. Trust trust your ability sometimes, not just to get a strikeout. We know he's got strikeout stuff. He's got a good fastball. He's got good stuff. Show us the sort of confidence to, to pitch to contact later on. You're not going to strike out 15 guys. Not going to happen. You've got to trust it, and he's doing that. 
and it's been nice to see. And yes, it was nice to see Hoskins get <laughs> get get them back in the best way possible. Because we've seen all this sort of like, oh, the next day we'll throw at one of their players and all. No, it's just nonsense. The best way to do it is to get in the batter's box, hit a big home run. And shove it down their throats. And didn't he? <laughs> didn't he? That trot, 34.23 seconds for Reese to round the bases. The slowest home run run, I suppose, around the bases <laughs> since that cast was first introduced. I loved it. I don't know about you, but I loved it. Yes, Reese. I just yeah. I love this guy so much. It it fired, it it got to the Mets, it really got to the Mets the best way possible, and this rivalry is 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 a real rivalry again. It just feels like it was brewing nicely this series, and I think well, I don't think we play him now until possibly June next time we see him. Um, but if we're both still at the top of the division, this is only going to intensify, and this is great. I, we've missed this sort of rivalry with the Mets, and it's good to have a little bit of intensity back in it. Yeah. It's tasty, and uh, to be quite honest, it did get under the Mets' skin. They, they sort of tried to say they didn't. Todd Frazier, their third baseman, yes, was, I saw. Like, he, he was talking about it, and you could see just from the way he was sat, from the way he was talking, it annoyed him. And mm. he, he sort of going, oh, no, he, uh, he didn't even get hit, so I don't really know why he's walking around the bases so slowly and all that. You were annoyed. That Reese did it. He did it in the best way. Like I say, the best way is to just beat them at baseball, and that you know we did it. On that he did, day. and even even Rame said uh, afterwards that um, he actually had fair play. Hoskins got me, which a little bit of respect for Rame. That was all right. Hats off. There's a little bit of respect there for Rame. He said Hoskins got me, and there's you know fair play to him. You know, but uh, give him uh, his pay rise. Come on, Reese. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The weekend, the Mets series, just the seven runs, 14 against. Uh, in the week, 21 runs scored, 33 against. But let's end on a high with the week with that win last night. It was encouraging. It's a shutout against a good Mets team. Uh, we are nearing the end of a big 17-game stretch with all these road games. It has been a tough road stretch. It has been a tough run of games. The fatigue is has shown especially with the errors. Cesar Hernandez has had some horrible errors in the Mets series, uh, some of which, if we had Kingery fit, I, I think Cesar would have been dropped uh, out the lineup for a while. However, Cesar's average is, is creeping back up. He is starting to make contact with the ball again. He's starting to get on base. So, sort of uh, double-edged sword, isn't it? You know, the errors are there, but his offense is getting better. Um, Vince was fantastic last night. Yeah, that win was crucial because we now have the Marlins and the Tigers. Two t- Marlins, four games. I, I, I hope we can take three of them. That last, that game last night just seemed to really fire the Phillies up. You know, they they six nil. The offense was good. Hoskins home run uh, also hit a double. Um, the, the the offense looked back. You know, the pitching, the bullpen stood strong. Adam Morgan still with a zero ERA. You know, another good two strikeouts for him last night. He looks like a good addition. Dominguez hasn't given away a run in quite a long time now. Nishek didn't either. Encouraging signs last night to take into two big homestand series with the Marlins and the Tigers. The Phillies have a day off, finally have a day off on Monday for the Tigers series. Good day off to regroup. We're at home, no traveling, straight day off. 
going into a Tigers series. I think the Tigers are 12 and 11 right now. They have just beaten the Red Sox in the series, but who hasn't? <laughs> the Red Sox look an absolute mess at the moment, so I'm not looking too much into that Tigers. But we're going to get Pete Pratt on from the Marlins UK uh, to talk about this series coming up. So uh, let's get Pete on now. Here we have Pete from Marlins UK. Pete, how are you, my friend? Dave, I'm excellent, mate. I'm excellent. Good man, good man. Um, You've had a bit of a rocky road last night, didn't you? I've used that gag twice now. (laughs) You you had a a bit of a beat up last night, 6-2 against the Indians. Yeah, well, we're we're not one for sweeping any teams at the moment. So we we thought we'd carry that record on. I I think our last sweep was in about... 1997 so <laughs> you know we didn't uh, want to we didn't want to break that record early doors still a lot of lot of baseball to play this year <laughs> so this is uh this is Phillies v Marlins take two this time at our place the first series was as I said last night on, on, on your podcast it, it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty for us in in, a, in any stretch of the imagination uh, but we got the series win um the first game Nola v Smith is uh, is after the first series is a really really tasty one. What, what a uh, you a little bit confident about this series, seeing our recent form, and you could knock us while we're down. Uh, in a, in a word, it's um, there's one thing I am confident of, and it's the Saturday victory. I don't care who's pitching for the Phillies. <laughs> it's Ariata. The Marlins. We only play Saturdays. I know we talked about it on on my pod yesterday, but. That's one thing I'm certain of. Black jerseys on a Saturday. The Marlins have, uh, I think we're, we're 4-0 this year. So there we go. Well, that's that's one thing I'm certain of. So that's one Beyond... loss. Right, brilliant. <laughs> uh, so there's one. You can add that to your weekly prediction. Um, <laughs> beyond that, mate, I think it's hard to predict just down to what the bats have been doing and or the lack of activity. What is for certain is that the, the rotation will give a good account of themselves um, there'll be some close matchups. We'll stay close in games, but the reality is the lineups are in different leagues. Let's be honest about that at mm. the moment. Well, the well, ma- we'll see. But <laughs> well, the, the, the front of the lineup, our lineup is. But then I think as we tail off down to the end of our lineup, we're not. I don't think we're that far apart actually. <laughs> well, uh, we've had a revolving door at the the bottom end of our lineup as well. That's the thing. We've had roster moves galore. Um, I think the hot topic really for the Marlins is Lewis Brinson and the management or maybe lack of management of him recently. We're all, we came into the year expecting some big things from Lewis kick on. Um, it hasn't happened. He started slow. He's been batting eight, uh, striking out every, pretty much every at bat. So that's the only disappointment really, um, you know, and it'd be interesting to see if he, gets a few starts against the Phillies. I'm looking forward to see that. Um, what better place to bounce back? Uh, whether that happens, not sure. I, th- I don't think the lineups are out yet for this evening, are they? Haven't seen... Ours has just come out, and uh, I'm going to chase that up in a minute. Smith, last time out, um, when he pitched, he reduced it to six hits. He beat us 10-3 that day. Smith really actually impressed me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup because Nola against the Rockies in the last series, uh, we... He was out, showed a lot of glimpses of his 2008 form and showed a lot of encouragement. So this could be a little bit of a potentially a, a pitcher's duel. Um, and I'm hoping we get rid of Smith and then we can get onto your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 
Smith is the one. Uh, me and Ryan talked about this uh, a few weeks ago ourselves. Caleb's the one that he's got all the tools, I think. And the Marlins on our pods this week, we we covered that. If you're looking at a trade candidate um, as we go into the season, I'd be picking up the phone on Caleb Smith, um, 100%. The guy, he's a legit star. He's number five in our rotation, but he could easily easily slot in three, four anywhere, in my opinion. He's hey, we could we could if Smith keeps going the way he is. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hotline, the hotline's open. Hotline, because you know? he would have seen a few of these uh, Braves and National Mets pitchers by the time trade deadline rolls around. Uh, he knows what they're about. So, Ryan, would you have would you have Mr. Smith at, at the Phillies if, if the opportunity came and he, he carried on the form he's on at the moment? Yeah, I'm a big Smith fan. The, probably the positive thing from the Phillies aspect there is that he isn't a quote-unquote sexy name, and that might actually keep the price reasonable. I know Pete might not want to hear that. I know he's performing very well and he has the strikeout stuff, but he's a little older. He isn't someone that you're probably going to keep forever. Yeah, I I would love him on the Phillies and he's a lefty. There was all this talk of the Phillies going after Kikuchi or Keichel who still hasn't signed, so let's try and have a lefty. Yeah, bring him. Bring him in. But I don't want Lewis Brinson. You can keep him. Yeah, you keep keep Brinson. We'd, it'll just add to the, the rest of the... <laughs> He can go with Altair and uh, down to the minor straightaway if he came in. Um, yeah, be behind. I have not. The strikeout to walk rate is unfathomable. unfathomable. That's oh, he's, he's, he's it's, got his British phrasing. It, oh, it's absolutely outrageous. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't try to be low on people, but it might be time for the Marlins to say, you know what, we're going to try someone else here, and you need to go and sort yourself out. That is going low on someone. If the Marlins have had enough of someone already, that is that's going low on. On, on Brinson. T- tonight's lineup yeah. is out. Uh, of course, it's Throwback Thursday, so we're in the, we're in the beautiful baby blue jerseys. Uh, and nice. also, they've got, that, they've got that brilliant McCutcheon giveaway jersey as well, which I really want one of those blue t- uh, powder blue t-shirts. We've got McCutcheon, Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, Franco. That's, with the injuries, that's been a pretty stable first, uh, first five. Then Hernandez, Rodriguez, Aaron Alter, and Aaron Nola. So the top of the, the first six, because Hernandez is getting on base again, but Rodriguez, we'll see. Bit of an, an unknown at the moment. We haven't seen, well, is this, is this for his first or second? So he played last night, Ryan? I think he played last night, didn't he? Yeah, I think he played last night. And um, yeah, said he does have some pop. He's not, he, these replacements for Segura are not going to be fantastic. So you have to accept they're going to be a downgrade. But, he, you know, he's interesting, more interesting than Phil Goslin, I think. Goslin's a good story, but I do hope Goslin. He got a good pinch hit last night, didn't he? he got a two run double, didn't he? Yeah. So, You're a nice guy, Dave. I'm brutal. Uh, I look yeah. at the stats. I look at the stats, and if they don't add up for me, you, you see ya. <laughs> oh, but he's a he's a Philly boy. He's a he's a he's from Mal. He went to school in Malvern. I wish him all the best. I really. Uh, I hope he does well. He's playing for the Phillies. Of course I do. Can I just ask Pete? Actually, what do you know much about this John Bertie dude that's come up, who's been raking in AAA? Can I ask about him, please? Good question. There's um, if we had Rob on, who is our AAA expert on the Marlins part, um, Rob Newell. He he would have given you war and peace on the guy. I actually posed that to Rob myself on our pod this week, said, listen, who's this John Birdie? Um, he's come over from the Blue Jays organization, I believe. 
a lot of time at AAA, decent record at AAA. He's played the last three games, I think, all at third base. I um, think he can play second and short if really needed. I guess what's happened there is um, they were struggling in the outfields and they've put Anderson back out of right fields for now. So they needed someone else to drop in and, 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 and come and play third base. Um, I don't think he's even had a hit yet. I, I can't remember, but he may have. He may be over in his first three games. So I don't think you've got anything to be worried about there, guys. Let's uh, let's be honest about that. But you know, he looked. Fa- I mean, I had a little look at him. Fairly interesting. A little older for um. You know, he's certainly not a young prospect. But he's got some speed, and the plate approach seems to be reasonable. I know he he's played at third, as you say, against the Indians. Although I wasn't sure if perhaps he was getting more playing time because they were able to DH someone in the AL ballpark. So perhaps he will go to the bench tonight. I'm not sure, but he looks interesting. Seems a bit harsh on to me that they've sort of done away with Austin Dean after about two days. Why why are they doing that? I, I, I was the same. It totally surprised me. And he came up. I think he played he played against you guys, didn't he? Did you see him in the first in, in the first series? Yeah. Hit a home run as well. Didn't yeah. he home run against us? Yeah, I was gonna say I think he got a home run against us. Yeah, he, so we came in, two games in a row, two hits, including a home run. Thought great, Austin Dean, happy days. Um, nice addition. Uh, I think there was a bit of service time manipulation going on there as well. So then he came up. Then he went on a skid of maybe 0 for 20 in the next four or five games. Um, okay, is what it is. Um, the whole team was 0 for, 0 for 100 probably as well. So, um, you know, he wasn't standing out uh, and, and not delivering. And then, yeah, it was just, it looked an odd decision. I, I feel it was probably more defensive, actually, was the, the rationale there. And we just were struggling a bit defensively in the outfield and they thought, well, we'll, we'll drop Anderson back out there who did well. I personally was against it. In, in my opinion, Brian Anderson is the long-term, uh, is the long-term starting third baseman for the Marlins. He'll be there. He's a centerpiece for us now. We're in a developmental year as was last year, as will next year. In my opinion, play Anderson at third base every day. Don't bother messing about in the outfields, let him, he's, he's really improved defensively as well at third base this year. So I found it some strange moves. It felt knee jerk because we'd gone on such a poor run offensively. And, but for me, the results don't really matter. And let Anderson play, let Alfaro mm. play, let Brinson play, like let Brinson lead off. And, you know, that's the reality is Brinson is a projected cornerstone of our franchise moving forward. So, let him work it out here. Why not? I'm not sure whose projections you're using there. I'm only joking, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> not my projections. <laughs> no, no, this is it. I've, I've been reading the wrong fantasy site. <laughs> yes, you have. Rototrix, Pete. Rototrix. <laughs> Come on, I want to see Victor Victor Mesa. Get rid of Lewis Brinson. When are we going to see that kid? Come on. Time will tell on, on on Victor Victor. What a name anyway. I mean, he's so good they named him twice. I mean, that's oh, that's what we want to exactly. see. That's what we want to see. It's a nice story. He's a big and you're right, it was a lot of a lot of hoo-ha when, when they made when they signed him and his brother um at the back end of last season. And that was definitely part of the Marlins thinking there. Um, you know, with acquiring all the, the international mm. pool 
money. So, you know, that was part of the strategy. It was They were stocking up on that and looking for those guys. So, yes, okay, the current lineup is, is not great. It's a bit of a struggle. What we've talked about, actually, is the type of baseball they're playing thus far hasn't been what we're expecting. We're expecting tip and run, you know, strong pitching and defense. What we've seen is very average defense and good pitching, actually. So we can't knock that. Yeah. But it, it, it feels like everyone's trying to hit solo home run blasts. And that's that's not what we're built to do and not what Marlins Park is built no, to do. No, so. Marlins Park is not exactly the place to do that, is it? <laughs> no. Um, no. To, to Friday night, we go against Urena, who has seemed to struggle so far this season, except when we played him. We, we, we made Urena look like a world beater. Uh, that's what the Phillies generally do, actually. We, we do well against the good pitchers, and then against the, the pitchers that are struggling, we give them a good helping hand and uh, help them out with their ERA. And then we face on Saturday, which is 11 o'clock start, Richards, and then Sunday, Lopez. Now, we haven't seen these two yet. What, what, have, what, what are we going to expect out of Richards and Lopez? What sort of starts have they made? Well, I, I know what you're going to see from Richards, and it's going to be a ton of change-ups that are probably unplayable. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that. Um, he's had, I'm not sure he's had one run of support yet, maybe just one across four starts. So he's had, he's been degromed, let's say. I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he is degromed, but um, he's definitely lacked support, but he's he's pitched well. His changeup is... Uh, and and is, that is, is the Saturday night game against Derry. Of course, so... Of course. So let's not. We'll just move on from that. We'll chalk that one off as a win. Well, we can't <laughs> because because the talking point after that game will be the next load of Ariata comments to come out of that. If if we, if we lose that, uh, that he's due another rant actually. already, is he? he second, well, second it, doesn't, rant of the year. it doesn't go well on that Saturday night. Who knows if we Jake? And then uh, Lopez two for three, a four point four uh, ERA. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie, 29 strikeouts so far this year, which is actually looks pretty good, actually, so far. So what, what do we expect out of Lopez? Yeah. Lopez is... Uh, his first start against the Rockies uh, at the start of the season was an absolutely incredible performance. The way he pitched was was awesome. And I know I was... Yeah, no hitter into the sixth, didn't he? No, but yeah, I think so. And he also had a hit as well. He looked actually one of our best at the plate as well which was kind of worrying but anyway um he he's, he then he struggled through third fourth inning uh the last couple of times out prior to the other night where they played the indians and again went i think he went six and a third i think maybe uh was it and carried no hitter into that maybe he went seven um so pablo he's the youngest i think in the rotation God. he has the potential to be to be the ace for the Marlins moving forward at some point. Right. And he's very exciting. We're, we're really excited about him. And he's developing well. He's got all the swag as well. His socks uh, a flare. Yeah, he's... Well, we'll look he's out for all, that. I think. And actually, he could definitely do... Yeah, look out for the socks. Yeah, yeah look out for the socks. Normally knee-high. And, yeah. <laughs> just, just a quick one. Ryan, we said breaking news, Ryan. We said it on the podcast. Watch out for this one. Roster update. Quinn has been pushed on the uh, 10-day injured list. Dylan Cousins has been called up. Oh, there you go. There's your... We were just we were just talking about that earlier on, didn't we? When will Cousins come up? And it's just happened now. Another injury to the 10-day. Poor Quinn. How I said to you last night on your pod, uh, Quinn's injuries are just 
it's, it's not even a surprise anymore. <laughs> Poor, is it that, that guy can fall over a pebble and break Terry's Achilles. <laughs> he's just got no luck at all, the poor guy. But Cousins is up, so we've got a bit of power to that outfield. So it's uh, you may see him tomorrow night, possibly actually. So that's that's an interesting roster call up. Sorry to cut you off there, Pete. Just a, a bit of breaking bit of breaking, breaking news. Is that our first ever? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. This but, is it. You need. It wasn't even you need a, like a. You need some sort of musical jingle when breaking news drops in. I know, you, know? you need the old ESPN. <laughs> we are, we're struggling to do the sort of standard talk to each other format, Pete. You know, can it, we're not on the jingle sort of yeah, phase yeah, yet. Come on. <laughs> but baby steps, baby steps, Pete. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we need a new producer. producer hey, hey. I, I, I'm the producer. What are you saying? <laughs> Pete, predictions for this weekend four game series go on stick your neck out on the line, what do you reckon? I have already put on our pod a split the the Saturday was boxed but I think <laughs> uh, where's the other win coming from I'm going to say Pablo's going to round it off with a win at the end we'll see Oh no, we can't win the first two, then drop the, the second two. Oh, no, not not guys, day no. game. We, we, we don't win the day games. I've, I think I've seen us win one day game this year. We can't. Um, two split. Actually, oh. you're right. I don't think we win on Sundays either. So maybe that oh, will just be that's a good That's got extras all over it again, then, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, prediction for that, that Marlins series? Yeah, I have to say, as it stands, I agree with Pete. I think a split. I, I'm worried about tonight because the Phillies, hopefully they learned something from when they last sort of went up against Caleb because they looked a little lost. And uh, I think they might struggle again tonight because it, it, oh, no, he's... Nah, I could be wrong. Maybe the bats need to heat up. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I'll be realistic. 2-2 two, 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 I don't think would be a, a complete disaster. Mm. Come on, Dave, get your brush out. I know you want it. <laughs> Uh, well, look, I think we looked fired up last night. I think that was much more like it. We're going back to the bank. We're going to learn from our Smith from last time. We're going to, the top end of the order, they're going to smash him in my dreams. Um, no, I think we're going to go 3 1. I think a sweep is optimistic. If we swept, well, with the Tigers coming up next, they'll, I'll, the, the expectations will be all through the roof again as, it, as every Phillies win seems to happen. Um, I'm, I'm going to say 3-1. I think we will drop one somewhere. It's standard. We, we, we seem to be very, very hit and miss. It's, it's hard to work out what sort of team we are at the moment with our inconsistency. Um, but then the rest of the division are going for exactly the same. Nobody's really taking the, the ball by the horns and run with the division yet. Are they? They're all still trying to figure out. They've all got plus uh, positives. They've all got negatives. They're all trying to work themselves out like we are. Um, but I think this is a little opportunity for us to possibly, although the injuries is going to be tough, but um, I think playing you, no disrespect to the Marlins, but playing the Marlins with one of the worst records in baseball at the moment, and the Tigers, who are coming from a, a pretty weak uh, AL Central, is a good chance for us to get some runs and get some momentum going with the injuries uh, and pick up some wins with these injuries we have at the moment. Uh, Ryan, same split, sticking with split? 
<laughs> yeah, mate. I I don't disagree with some of your arguments, but um, yeah, I the Marlins have decent pitching, you know. And I said that they're gonna take games off all of their NL East rivals. They're not they're not complete. You know, they're an MLB team with some MLB mm. talent, and the pitching is. Yeah, I yeah, the agree pitching with you. looks yeah. decent at the very as least. We, as we saw in the first series, Pete, what's what's the general Marlins road record like at the moment? How, how have you been on your travels? We've played a lot of games at home, actually. We've been predominantly at a Marlins Park, so it's probably 75% home games thus far, which I think right. is normally the way it is you know, in the early season where you know Miami will be good good weather. So um, the, our, our away record um, thus far, you know, I don't feel great last year um, either. So I, I didn't look, I can't remember, we probably looked at this um earlier in the season to see what our splits were last year, home and away. Um, but I can't remember the top of my head. So I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting the Marlins to roll in probably to a hit park and all of a sudden explode into life on the hidden front. So, oh. oh, Pete, you, you, you got a bit stuttery, but I think what you're trying to say is your, your away form is awful. And when you come to our place... I just, we just don't know what we're getting from the Marlins bats from day to day. We're either getting shut out. Yeah, I think that's a away form awful, so that means we'll absolutely tear it up at your place this week. <laughs> oh, don't. So the, the Twitter will go into meltdown. If, wow, uh, that was like... Did you ever see Mike Bassett, England manager? That was like... Did you ever see that bit where... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's talking to someone in Brazil and he gets the questions like two minutes later. So he says, you know, what do you think the score will be tonight? And then he sort of says, oh, uh, I'll have a pina colada, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it went a little bit stuttery. It went a little bit Mike Bassett then, uh, then Pete. But yeah, we, 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 got, exactly. the, we got the gist. Pina coladas all round. Pina, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to end. We'll take that. Pete, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, of course, fire up the Marlins boys to, at Miami Marlins underscore underscore UK and at Miami Marlins underscore UK uh, and you your podcast. It, little plug for your, your brilliant podcast, Pete. Yeah, the pods uh, for all those uh, guys who want to shift across the Marlins. It's uh, Fish Across the Ponds podcast. Uh, it's it's got its own Twitter page, which is uh, FATP podcast. And don't forget to, to to swim back once you've been onto the podcast. Um, but it's, it's a really good podcast there, Pete. It was a lot of fun being on it last night. <laughs> catch, catch and throw back. Catch and throw back. Catch guys. and throw back. <laughs> exactly. Both of you have been on there already. Both of you guys have already been on. So um, the standard is obviously high on that podcast. Well, well. Well, you had to have Dave. Ah, Ryan. <laughs> Oh, oh I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm just trying to joke around, guys. Keep it light-hearted. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Uh, good luck this weekend. And uh, oh, I want to say something nice, but I, I want us to beat you. So I, I, it's always awkward. I find, I find when we're about to play a team, it's awkward because I want us to, to beat them, want us to sweep them. So uh, I <laughs> Good luck, Pete. Good luck. Good luck through gritted teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Through, through gritted teeth. Good to talk, teeth, though, guys. All the best. And, and look after Alfaro for us, mate. Exactly. We'll catch up on Twitter over the weekend. Hope, hopefully on Saturday. Hope you're drinking Saturday again. It's my favourite time. 
I'll be coming back from the football. I'll be at the Brighton Newcastle game, which is a late kickoff. So uh, after that, I'll be having a few beers and then I'll probably catch the game on the train home and then finish it off at home. And yeah, it's a Saturday night. You guys always win. So a few drinks may be in order. And if, if, and if Brighton have lost, then I may need a few drinks. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, could be an interesting night. Awesome, Saturday. guys. Thank, Thank you very much, mate. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. So again, a big thanks to Pete Pratt for coming on from uh, that was Marlins. Oh no, what was his tag? Marlins, Miami Marlins underscore UK. That's it. And yeah, his, the, the podcasts are really entertaining. Uh, so Pete, confident of a split. So are you. <sighs> and I'm going. I'm going three one, Phillies. And then we got the Tigers. Now, like I said during that uh, that chat with Pete, now the Tigers are from a pretty poor AL uh, Central. 12-11 record at the moment. They've just beat the Red Sox. But that's nothing to go by with the Red Sox form. I don't know anything about the Tigers, I won't lie, except Miguel Cabrera, and he's not the player he used to be. Uh, Ryan, hopefully your knowledge of the Tigers is a bit better than mine at the moment, and uh, you can fill us in a little bit on the preview of this series to come. Yeah, in terms of the offence, a few interesting bats. You've mentioned Miguel, not what he was, but a few interesting ones. Probably the most sort of headline would be uh, Nicholas Castellanos, who's an interesting power bat and outfielder. Um, Candelario is got some power out of third base, and he's been leading off. He's not started that well, I don't believe, but he's an interesting one. And Nico Goodrum's quite interesting. He has some pop and some speed. Um, the other guy that's interesting is Kristen Stewart, but he's on the IL or DL or whatever you want to call it. So he's all he's got serious power and uh, has only just sort of made his way into the major league lineup for good and then got himself hurt. And that's a shame because he's an interesting guy. The bottom half of the lineup gets ropey quickly, and yeah. these, these Phillies pitchers should be looking uh, to get on track if they're not already. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at some of the well, only five Tigers players have recorded averages so far, um, and they're not even that. Cabrera's on two seven nine, which is actually higher than what I thought he was on. Then Castellanos two four seven. I know you don't go much by averages, but maybe just shows their struggles a little bit. Goodrum. Uh, Cand- Candelaro and Harrison are all struggling with averages. Did their, their home runs? Beckham's got three, Stewart's got three, the rest are on two, one. So they're not really slugging that well. Their top IBR uh, hitter is Stewart with thirteen. They're they're not. Don't, they don't well. They don't from the stats I'm looking at. They don't look that great defense uh, offensively. Uh, no, I mean, ha- Josh Harrison was interesting a few years ago, but never a great hitter. Um, he sort of just come along and was. they tried to make him the leadoff hitter and it didn't work out. Ronnie Rodriguez, the shortstop, had a good game at Fenway early, sort of UK friendly the other day. And I, I didn't know anything about him. And he had this, he hit two doubles and a home run. And I thought, who's this guy? So I, I quickly went on baseball reference. And, oh, within seconds, I realized that he was just having an extremely good day because his career's not been that good. So right. he's... <laughs> That's brutal, I know, but no, the, the bottom half of the lineup is uh, is ropey to say the least. I suppose Grayson Griner's interesting as a, a young catcher who's mm. playing for them. He's a he's a big lad, you'll notice in the batting box. He's absolutely huge. And I'm just saying that their pitching isn't too bad, so maybe that's where they picked up some of the wins with some good pitching. Turnbull looks like he's had a decent start. Zimmerman and Ross haven't done too bad. The bullpen doesn't look too bad, but as I said, they've they've come from the AL Central and they play a lot of game in the AL Central, which you know, they've got Kansas City and White Sox who are 
who are shipping wins already, and I think they've played them quite a bit. Uh, they've played the struggling Red Sox, who who look dreadful uh, so far. The, but they are on 12-11 at the moment. They're above 500. Minnesota and Cleveland also just ahead of them on 13 wins, but it's not a good AL Central. Would, would, what would you predict out of that series, and what would you predict on the week? Um, I want the Phillies to, to win the series and hopefully sweep the series, and I think they should be aiming to do that. Um, Matthew Boyd, I don't know who we lined up to face, but the really interesting start for them right now is Matthew Boyd, who seems to be putting it all together. He's he's actually looking quite dominant as the leader of that staff, so he's the, the very interesting one. Yeah, yeah. So, Turnbull's slightly interesting as well, and and really Jordan Zimmerman is uh, you should be able to knock him around. He's had a decent start, but yeah, the the bottom of the the rotation is not great either. The the Phillies should be looking to win this series. Um, that should be the aim. So we've got another four games against the Marlins, then a finally a day off on a Monday before a three game series against Tigers. So seven games. The record we were hopelessly out last week. So let's see if we can redeem ourselves this week. The record for the Phillies this week will be, and, and finishing April as well. Well, Jake Arrieta has called them out. I'm going to be positive. When I think that we're going to go two and two against the Marlins, as I've said. However, I think we will end the week well, and the bats will heat up. And I think we will sweep the Detroit Tigers. Ooh, yes, right. And I think we will turn it around this week and go five and two. Five and two. I'm going. I was going to go six and one, but, it... <laughs> <laughs> but that means a sweep against uh, the Tigers, and uh, I I think we'll sweep the Tigers as well at home as well. Fresh off a day off, uh, good for Cousins to come up and then have two home stands. We, we we could see something out of Cousins, some pinch hits, and possibly a start. I'm looking forward to seeing Cousins. He had a really good spring. He looks like he's. He's, he's kept his power in the minor leagues and he's going to bring this up. So I'm going to go... Right, the Phillies have bounced back. We've had a bad week, good a good week, bad week, good week, bad week. And now we're going to have another good week. I'm going to go five and two as well. Wow. Okay. So we, the, the thing is, we're still positive and there are positives to take. Now, now, I don't want the listeners to think that we're not sort of analysing this properly. We have said the bottom half of our lineup. there are some questions right now. Let's hope that Sean Rodriguez can fill in nicely. I, I think he's going to get more starts than Gosling now. Let's hope that whoever gets those sort of third outfielder at-bats or whatever combination of guys do help. And, and let's hope that some of the starters enjoy going up against uh, two lesser offensive Lineups are certainly not juggernauts, are they? Exactly, and, and, and as I said to Pete, this is a good time for an injury hit Phillies team to play these two teams because it's a chance to still get some wins on the board despite these injuries as well. We're 13 11 when the, nearing the end of April, we're 13 11, uh, 0.542 joint top of the division. The division is still so close, as I said, the team just they're all trying to work it out as well. The Washington. I think you're in the, even though they're two games behind us, the 1.5 game behind us, they look in worse trouble than we do at the moment. They've lost Rendon to injury. Which is a big be, loss for them. Yeah, they'll be hoping that he doesn't go on the IL, but he's been out for a few days. You, they they really cannot afford to lose one of Rendon or one Soto. They're, they're the two big bats for them. Same with us, though. If we lost Harp, uh, Hoskins or, or Harper, isn't it? Really, It's the same sort of effect. Agreed. I mean, they do have role plays as well, but I think the Phillies probably have. With McCutcheon and Segura, 
And I, th- I think the Phillies lineup's probably slightly deeper right now. Mm. Maybe that's not fair. Slightly deeper. But then that's not saying much because we're still struggling, even even in our in our depth at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As I complimented the Mets last week, didn't I? And uh, I sort of maybe gave, <laughs> I gave them the right amount of credit because they they look pretty good, don't they? And not only that, um, what was I going to say? I've just lost my train of thought. I had something really intelligent to say and I've completely forgotten. I, I, something really intelligent. Are you sure, Dave? I know. I had a really good <laughs> stat lined up and I've lost it. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm gutted. I just thought of a really good stat and I've lost it. That's really annoyed me because that's probably the smartest thing I would have ever said in this podcast. <laughs> Do we um, believe it, listeners? But it's gone. No, no one believes me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Phillies, and hopefully by the end of the Tigers series, we're gonna, we could see Segura and Herrera heading back, to, back from injury as well, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, in, time to, in, time, in time for a very, very interesting May. We'll get more into it next week as we round off the month of April and look into May. But it's a very, very heavy NL and AL Central month. We don't see any divisional rivals until the Nationals at the end of May, and that's the only team we play in the division, and it is predominantly NL Central and AL Central. So a really interesting May ahead. We'll get into that next week. Um, uh, bit of admin. Hey, fantasy baseball. We're now two and one. The UK Phillies are two and one. We beat the Dodgers. We beat the D- uh, San Diego UK, and we're currently just beating the New York Yankees. We're rising to the top of the UK accounts fantasy division. Thanks to some shrewd moves by myself in the pitching wise, I've, I've got to say I've a little bit of tinkering, a little bit of Kapler going on, but we're we're, we're rising, we're rising. I'm doing um, this proud. Important, proud. important disclaimer. I, I know I've said this before. Roto Tricks has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the UK Phillies fantasy baseball experience. So you know if they start struggling, it's entirely Dave's fault, not mine. No, that, that, that's when it becomes a team. That doesn't become a team. You. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> didn't even draft. I don't even know what the account login is. Ridiculous. Well, worryingly, I've got Tyler Ross in, and his next start is against us, so I may have to take him out. But Tyson Ross, don't be so harsh. Tyson Ross, Tyler Ross. That's, <laughs> that's uh, that name rings a bell when somewhere different. I brought in Felix Hernandez last night, and he had a stellar game, which bagged me a load of points. And Soroka. See, I've, I can see the free agent market. I've, I've picked them off, put them in the team. Aaron Nola tonight for me. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so we're just beating the Yankees to go 3-1. and one. Uh, Also, if you're around London on the 5th of May, Bank Holiday Sunday, uh, at Passion Avenue, we'll be having a, a little meet-up for that game against the Nationals on Sunday. Uh, so if you're around London or can get to London for that one, come on down. Um, and yeah, guys, keep please keep subscribing and rating the the podcast. Uh, the last podcast had our highest ever viewers, which we're we're really both chuffed with. Uh, we're really enjoying doing it. So uh, please spread the word, retweet the, uh, the the podcast when it comes out. Uh, keep subscribing, tell your friends about it because um, it's it's really doing a lot better than I thought it was going to do actually. And quite a few of you listening and seem to be enjoying it from the feedback we've had. So thank you very very much. Uh, yeah, I hope you're still enjoying it. Ryan, anything else before we before we wrap it up, before we leave? Uh, no, this week. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the baseball this week because the, the soccer has gone incredibly badly for me uh, this, well, this week. Well, for you and me both, Ryan. Yeah, I've, I've had enough of soccer for at least until the sort of hellish playoffs start for Leeds United. So please uh, 
please rest assured that I'm a full baseball fan this week. Yeah, I'll get back to you on my situation after Saturday. If 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 we win Saturday and we're safe, then yeah, it's back to it's back to full <laughs> attention on baseball. But that exactly. game, our game Saturday is huge. But right, right, you look like a man who's got a lot off your chest tonight. You look you look a lot better than when you first came on when I first called you <laughs> earlier on. Dear oh dear, you, you, you lean back there and you look like a man who's like ah, oh, you know what? I feel I feel better now. It's all off my chest. It's like you had a week's worth of Philly and Leeds anger to get off and get off your chest. You look like a new man now. It's like therapy did, this was for you. I did not realise I was coming on here for this sort of psychological breakdown from Dave. I'm going to do next week without my camera on, actually. I'm going to switch the camera off. <laughs> I still know, mate. I can still hear your voice. You sound a lot brighter now. You're a lot sprighter. You've got a spring in your step. You're skimming those stones, Brian. Uh, you're skimming those stones. Oh, I've had enough of you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to life. Right. Ryan, have a good week, mate. Yes, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Have a good week, listeners. Thank you very much. See you later.